there's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer brand. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is Direct to Consumer by Pilothouse. Welcome to Direct to Consumer by Pilot House. Today we are thrilled to be having a hot seat with Therabody VP acquisition Dirk McGregor uh, and Pilot House co-founders Kyle Hitchcocks and Jeff Shannon. Now Therabody is a maker, the maker of a fourth generation product called Theragun, uh, as well as some other things that we'll get into. They've been pioneering the field of percussive therapy after being founded in 2007 out of necessity to help heal its founder. Uh, Jason Wersland. It's a really cool story. Uh, they've recently rebranded as Therabody and are broadening, broadening their mission to empower the world on their own healing journeys. Welcome to Hot Seat, Dirk. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely great. Why don't you just tell me a little bit about, you know, I was just listening to a podcast previously uh, about Theragun, uh, kind of getting a little bit about their story, but why don't you give me the sort of short version of Therabody's story uh, and how your career intertwined with it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you hit it. You hit it on the head in the in the intro. It was a, a product born out of necessity. Uh, Doctor Jason Wersland is our founder and inventor of the Theragun device, and this was going back to you know two thousand seven, two thousand eight. He, um, you know, had just moved out to Los Angeles. He had finished you know chiropractic school. He, his mission in life was to be a healer to help people. Um, and all of a sudden, he found himself on the other side of that coin. Uh, he had a horrific motorcycle accident where he walked away from, and he's very fortunate to walk away from that, that motorcycle accident, but it left him with a lot of skeletal muscular um, damage. And through his own uh, recovery journey, um, which started with you know going to and seeking professional help, right? Uh, friends of his, colleagues of his, doctors, physical therapists, chiropractors, um, adjusting, having treatments, having treatments every day, having treatments twice a day, you know what I mean? Like when, you know, you have that access and, and going through all that and having that much skeletal muscular damage and pain um, to the point that he didn't want to get out of bed um, and do the things that he loved, a new practice, family, like all these life responsibilities. Um, no matter where he looked and what he did, it was always there and it was really dark times, but it also was one of those light bulb moments for him where um, instead of just giving up or turning to um, other medicines, you know, he's very big believer in holistic, all natural healing. He did something about it himself. So he made the first Theragun. He went into his garage, tinkered around with, you know, off the shelf devices and, things in the fitness world, because, you know, again, he's a very active and fit guy um, that he knew, you know, could potentially help. And it was a, it was a trial and error. Um, you know, he built the first one, you know, based on a hypothesis that he had um, of what could, what could really help him, which was tapping into frequency, um, which is how fast something, you know, vibrates and, and, and goes, whether you go up and down vibration or circular vibration, it's all frequency. Once he tapped into that, that's what it led him to, to build the first one. Um, and it, you know, relieved his muscle tension, pain, his pain. Um, and 
And that was it. And that was the success story right there is that it, it first and foremost, you know, provided his necessity. It was him solving a problem of his own. Like a Tony Stark. Um, and then over, yeah, and that, that, like that's really, that's really like what, what it was. And, uh, and that's where it was born, born out of. And, you know, I don't know if it was months or years and, you know, you can, there's great video on our website about it that distills it down, but he eventually handed it to someone else. And that person came back and said, Oh my gosh, I can't, I'm, I'm pain free. This thing worked. This thing healed me. I had a lot of the same symptoms that Dr. Jason had. And, and then it was like a validation of like, Oh my gosh. And, and he had already known that he was onto something because he had done it himself. And no matter how many people in his practice that he saw that had chronic, you know, acute muscular um, tension, pain, whatever you want to call it. So it was just, it was from that, you know what I mean? 2007, 2008, you just keep going and, you know, making another version and then making another version and, and making five of them and then making 10 of them and, you know, having partner here, partner there. And for whatever reason, you know, just it kind of popping in and out. But at the end of the day, it was this idea, this idea of helping people, um, which really kind of related to his ethos. 2016, we were founded as a company um, with our current CEO um, and his business partner. And from there, it's just taken off because we, you know, that was then what we called the G1 Pro, <laughs> G1. Um, and, you know, he had been advocating and, and out there really with his professionals, with, you know, the chiros, the PTs, um, the athletic trainers and, and professionals and, and advocating for this treatment, this protocol to use this device in that. Um, and so there was a groundswell leading up into 2016 when they finally made, um, you know, the G1 and mass produced it and knew that there was, there was a business here um, and that they could help more people. And the goal is always and will always be to get this in as many hands as we possibly can because at the end of the day, we're all human and humans have muscles. And I don't care if I'm sitting here today or I'm standing at my standing desk or my grandmother um, who can use it or my little kids that can can try try out some of our new versions spanning that much is is great right as a company um, but difficult as a marketer because now I got to speak to everyone while speaking to no one so it's uh, it's been great it's been it's been a wild ride my career uh, intertwined with with Theragun um, I had been in direct-to-consumer businesses early stage startups um, subscription commerce, um, content marketing, um, you, you name it, whatever it was in, in, in LA that, that was kind of like the shiny new toy. Um, there was a point, you know, in internet incubators, um, like science and, and places like that. So I'd had a lot of, a lot of success building really, you know, great marketing, I guess, pillars, um, working in each kind of discipline and, and moving up. And, and expanding those as, as mobile came around and things like that. I fortunately was at a uh, food discovery app, um, getting native app, native app experience. Um, I think it was the one thing that was kind of missing in my career, or I felt was a whole. Um, and so we were working on um, a competitor app in Los Angeles to Yelp. I think you know, that space was, was interesting at the time. Um, and it, you know, it just so happened that, you know, there was this opportunity, um, you know, Daniel Delshot, our now uh, chief strategy officer of uh, Therabody, um, you know, he, 
he had brought me into and hired me for uh, Wanago, which was, was our, our food discovery app. And it just so happened that there was these opportunities at Theragun. And so all of us, um, you know, went, went over to Theragun and, and there just so happened that the right, it was the right time and the right place. And, and they needed expertise that our team, you know, at uh, food discovery kind of provided. And yeah, I think we were, you know, we were like that first round of hiring after a startup is, you know, a core of five or seven people and, and they've been grinding and, and they need to expand. That's kind of where we fit in. And, and we came in in this first big wave of hiring um, back in, I think, end of 2017, beginning of 2018. Um, so they had just transitioned to the G2 Pro. So we came in again, they went from G1 to G2. Um, and they were a G2 Pro and it was, it was loud. It was a very loud, loud device and, and we were a one SKU company. Um, and so that's how, you know, and, and again, it, I was brought in to run very efficient marketing. Um, this wasn't brand marketing at that point. It was, you know, it, it was return based. It was, you know, get in and, and have very good uh, disciplines on measurement um, to make sure that those dollars are being effective, you know, efficiently spent um, and driving, uh, driving revenue, really, you know, driving growth of what, what it is. This, this isn't a venture funded company with hundred million dollars in the bank and, and go and just drive top line growth. And, and we'll worry about, you know, we'll, we'll worry about business economics later. No, this was a very um, straightforward, you know, profitable business and, and run very efficiently. And that's what I was brought in to do. It's sort of like holistic in a way, right? It's 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 the sort of holistic mindset. You know, personally, I've had I had plantar fasciitis. It devastated me for like four or five months. I ended up taking some hammer therapy for it, which I think is a, a form of percussive therapy that would I think be similar to this, um, which was just basically a super fast thing that would you know go on my heel. And it and it was the only thing after months and months and months of things that 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 relieved it. It, it was this specifically. So when I saw the Theragun, I thought, what a cool concept of being able to like. Because when you have something that's wrong with you, once you get past 40, especially sometimes, which I've done recently, your, your body, uh, you know, kind of, you know, when, when things aren't working right, when, when you're feeling a pain that you, that you can't quite get rid of, it's a really, it, when you're at the mercy of something like that, it's a really bad feeling. And to be able to empower people to be able to, you know, heal these things themselves rather than, I don't know if, if it, pharmaceuticals are relevant, but going on a big pharmaceutical, you know, journey or something like that with pain pills, you know, rather being able to, to take it yourself is, uh, is a beautiful thing. Yeah, that that's actually one of the core, you know, principles of of why the product exists, right? Is so that you don't turn to something that could take you down an even darker, even into a darker place, right? Of addiction and and need and and that. You're right. When you have that acute pain, you're you're gonna look for anything to do to to get rid of it. If that's five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes, hours. You know what I mean? You're just trying to buy yourself time. And, and, and that's really the power of what the, the device does is that it allows you, you know what I mean? Over time, if you use this in the proper protocols and the proper treatment and using it the proper way over time, that should go away. Um, you should feel that relief. You, you know what I mean? Again, everybody's body's different. So, you know, we can't make wild claims, but you know, at the essence, that's what it's trying to do is help you heal your body naturally. Um, and help you get back to doing the things that you love and not have that thing hold you back and not make you question, man, I really don't want to get out of bed today because my feet hurt. I don't want to put them in these uncomfortable shoes and walk around for eight hours a day, knowing that you are going to do that. But like the pain associated with that, we're taking that away. So now it's like, oh, I have a happy day. Um, 
you know, you speak about plantar fasciitis, there's a lot of actual podiatrists, like doctor podiatrists in Los Angeles that have done plantar fasciitis studies for us. So again, a big thing about Therabody is not just that we say it, but we back it up with science. The research is done, the panels, um, the testing, like we are going through that. I, I don't know how many we're at right now and I don't want to speak on, on, on the podcast, but there's active, like there's, there's studies that we have completed that there are, you know, there's information that we have published that, you know, especially about uh, plantar fasciitis, it had enough people in it to have positive results that this in combination with your podiatrist using other modalities, right? Like ice um, for cooling um, and using those type of things along with the Theragun in a whole treat, holistic treatment, you know, can have a very positive effect on, you know, curing X amount of people or helping X amount of people relieve those symptoms. Um, so we're all always, you know, education is a, a huge pillar of our business. Um, the team that we've assembled to, you know, provide Dr. Jason and, and us with those um, opportunities um, is, is amazing. And I, I don't think there's anybody else there out there really, really going that route. You know what I mean? Because we don't just want to say it. We want to back it up. We want people to understand that, you know, it isn't really us saying it. It's like, these are verified bodies that, that do this testing um, to make sure that, you know, it has gone through the trials. Um, and it's just not, it, this isn't, this isn't something that we believe should just, you know, it's not a fad, right? It, this is to help you. Um, and we really do mean that. Dirk, how was it going to a company that, you know, has this, I mean, it's not an amazing ethos, uh, the product works. It's proven time and time again that it works. I actually have, I have a competitor one, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I use it for restless leg syndrome. And it's, it's like I use it every single night before I go to bed because it helps me sleep. Um, but how was it getting into this company from a marketing perspective where you really, uh, you know, believe in the product and there's no, there's no wool being pulled over anyone's eyes. There's no spinning yeah. the truth. Like this is literally just a product that helps people. It was you know, refreshing. Yeah. yeah, it was. Sorry to cut you off, but it was, it was refreshing. It was refreshing because again, I think as a marketer, you're always wanting to have that passion um, to connect with the product. Like anybody can sell a widget. And once commodities become widgets to you, you're just applying tactics, you know what I mean? And you're just turning dials. When those dials actually mean something to you, you become that much better of a marketer. Um, when you use the product all the time, when you hear the testimonials when you see the proof and, and you hear it time and time and time again and it's amazing um, to have customers you know what i mean and have that forward thinking customer mindset you know that you are trying to help people um, and that is your mission we're not trying to sell people right we're trying to help you i mean obviously we're a business we get that but at the end of the day if you are it, whatever stage of life you're in have a need and this can help you that's where we want to be part of that conversation that's where you know again it, it's so refreshing you're not just hawking women's shoes you're not just hawking women's jewelry i did that you know for a subscription commerce company called beachman and yeah there was a lot of success there and there was a lot of buzz and we raised a lot of money and subscription commerce was very big and it led to what is now you know the fab fit funds of the world <laughs> you know what i mean all, all of these other ones that are out there and and, and you you get it. But at the end of the day, as a marketer, it just makes you, it just makes you that much better, right? It, it, it just, when you connect with the product, 
and you can speak about it and you can have passion about it, it helps you put that into your work. Um, so I think it's, I had never experienced that until, until now, again, they were just, they were just jobs. Um, this is, you know, the Therabody is a family and, and we're all, you know, the respect that, you know, that comes with that, um, the mission that we're on, it is a bold claim and bold statement to say, we want to get this in everyone's hands. But honestly, we feel that way because I, I like you, I couldn't imagine my life without the, without the device. Now it's intertwined into my daily routine and I'm very fortunate to work here. So, so I have access to, to the product, but, but like you, you know, there's going, you know, relaxing that relaxation, that time that you take for yourself, um, the waking up in the morning and feeling, you know, a little bit tense or stiff and, you know, just to pick up the kids or run around with them and, you know, being able to, you know, loosen, loosen up with the Theragun is, is, is amazing. Um, and so to tell that story, to relate it to myself, to be able to tell other people um, and to convey that in our messaging and what we do, it's, it's, it, I'm very fortunate. So it's, it's been a blessing cool. to, to, as a marketer to be on that side. Nice. Now let's get into some of those dials you're talking about, uh, about, you know, being at the, the control mechanism of the marketing team for the, the, you know, the growth team here. How big is the marketing team at Theragun, at Therabody? Marketing teams vary, uh, is pretty substantial. I think we're at 120 employees. And again, don't want to wow. be misquoted, but, um, you know, as, as a company, that's kind of where we're at. We might even be at 150. I think, you know, we are a global company. So, um, you know, we sell our products in, in over 50 countries. Um, we have teams you know, in the UK, Germany, Spain, Spain Italy, China, um, Australia. So, you know, the support that it takes to run a global brand is, is you know, you need that support there. Um, our marketing team is, is, you know, equivalent to the size that you would think it would be. I, I, you know, again, I don't know the numbers offhand. Um, yeah, we have a, you know, we have a, we have a team that that's diversified. I think the one unique thing about Theragun is that we're in a pod structure. So it's not, you know, there's not this like linear, you know, traditional top down um, thing where you got to, got to go up and then go down and then go up and go down. It's, it's more of a, a collective and in the, in the center is, is customer, you know, customer experience because that's where it all starts is, is where our customers are and each branch and each pod kind of go off of that. And so, yeah, you have your marketing pod and your sales and your business development and your partnerships and, you know, your design and, and digital and e-com and, and us, and, you know, we're all working together. And so it's a very collaborative thing. Oftentimes in our meetings, it's not just the marketing team dictating or collaborating on what should be our key messaging or what should be some point of emphasis, right? What we're pulling from a lot of different teams. It might even come from sales ops. It might even come from what we're, you know, research and development. A lot of it comes from education, you know what I mean? And, and, and training and research and, and validation. Um, and so we're, we're pulling all of that together as, as, as a team and as a community to then, you know, go and execute. And so then, then our execution points are different. But yeah, that pod structure allows a lot of freedom of, of ideas and exchange. So it, it doesn't really come from all one team. It's everybody collaborating together cross-pollinating to, you know, yes. to create something better. That's, yeah. You have to get the best does, ideas. Does the pod structure go down into like the marketing channels you use and things like that? Like, do you have a, would you have a pod for, I, I would imagine Facebook and Instagram ads are big for you guys and, you know, influence, yeah. maybe not. Like, do you have pods for each one of those? Do you separate them out? Um, yeah, I mean, they all roll up into a major pod, right? But there are smaller little individual groups based on discipline. 
Um, yeah. No, as far as like digital advertising channels, those are not their own pods, not yet. Um, but yeah, like in influencers is, is a example of a pod that, that w has an established team because again, there are so many um, ways to define uh, influencer, right? We, we like to say there's, there's ambassadors, right? So we have their, you know, we have their body or their gun athletes, right? People that we have created and formed a relationship with because we can support them in, in their athletic achievements and, and what they're doing. People that, um, that used to be, uh, or, or part of, you know, part of that, we could go down a, a huge list. Um, but those are active, you know, professional athletes down to, you know, everyday athletes. Um, there's influencers in the traditional sense of, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram and, and I create content just specifically for a social channel. I'm a social influencer. So those are I, what we've identified as needing their support, right? Meaning their own internal pod because there are a lot of moving pieces and working collaboratively with the other groups to make sure everything's covered with those relationships. Um, design is, you know, again, another pod that's going to be on its own because it, there's so many different elements of design that go into it, whether it's product packaging, whether it's website design, whether it's banner design, whether it's event, you know, events was really big pre COVID for us. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that thought leadership and, and making sure we're active and having people um, being able to get a demo of the product. You know what I mean? You can see it. Um, you can watch it. You can hear everybody, you know, say it's the greatest thing in the world, but until you feel it, there's not, there's, there's that aha moment. Um, yeah. So you know, that was its own, you know, there was their, our own pod for that. So when there's a specific need, a, a, a pod will be, will be created. Um, uh, you know, again, it, there's a bunch of different factors that go into that, but um, usually it's, it's very warranted that it gets split out. Yeah. I love that. We have a very similar structure here. Um, you guys, I assume you sell retail and direct to consumer, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Retail was a big, was a, uh, a big uh, initiative for us in, in 2019. Yeah. I think, you know, we had had uh, traditional distri distribution agreements. Um, you know, being a direct-to-consumer uh, digital company as, as we started in 2016 um, and continuing those best practices all the way through now. Um, but there's certain inflection points as a company. And I think, you know, it was a, it was a model that we we knew needed improvement, you know what I mean? In the traditional sense of, you know, Hey, if I want to get here, you got to follow this kind of roadmap to get there. And we said, is that really true? Like we challenged that. And, and that was a big initiative in 2019 was to, you know, establish those relationships in, in the way that would be mutually beneficial um, for, for, for us as, as a, as a company, as a brand and for um, to support those retail channels. So yeah. Now in 2020, we are, um, you know, again, a global brand that has direct to consumer e-commerce um, that, that we own and operate. Um, Amazon's another channel we own and operate. Um, and then there's retailers, brick and mortar. We have our own store as well. Um, we're in Los Angeles and Century City. You know, we, we call it the Theragun Reset. It's an experience. You can go and experience the product, whether that's touching it, feeling it, or even booking a treatment. Um, and again, you know, to, to become a, you know, a Theragun certified, um, treatment provider, you know, there's a certain protocol that they had to go through so that we could, you know, effectively in, in a time frame put together, Hey, here's, 
you know, what, what would you like to choose? You know, what's, what's ailing you? Let us help you. Here's, here's kind of what, what we have. Um, and, and that way that you can experience it, 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 you know, as a professional would, or as you would expect, um, going to your PT or your Cairo, somebody who's trusted that they're going to work on your body. Like if you have a, you know, tension in your, in your neck and that's a problem area, you don't just want somebody grinding in on that, you know? Um, so I think that was very big and, and you'll, you'll continue to see us experiment with, um, things of that nature to find the right model for us, you know, because it's, it's not all created equal. It's not just, Hey, I need a store on this corner and, and that's good. Maybe, maybe it is part of the strategy, but I think we're, we're also open to testing and figuring out what's going to work best for us. Dirk, that's, that's super cool. The majority of our listeners, like they're, you know, they're online direct, direct consumer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them aspire to go retail and, and, and do that push. Could you, could you like, give some lessons or, or some, some, some advice to people that are looking to go through that process themselves? Yeah. I mean, like it's, it, it really is always challenging what that status quo is. There's no right or wrong answer for, for them as a business. You know what I mean? They have to, they have to, it's very tough to time that up, right? Like when, when you know your brand has, has, has had enough um, movement to, to, be recognized by the buyers, right? By the people, you know, the buzz that's created about it. So there's a lot of, there's a lot that has to do with timing of knowing when to start that outreach and start that journey to getting distributors, getting retailers, you know, where, where are you in that? What's your, you know, where in the market are you? Um, And I think always not just nothing's ever easy, right? So there's not that like, there's not that guy who runs in with the horse and the silver bullet and, and, and can, can, you know, do it all. And, and it is picking up a lot of pieces and, and reworking that and looking those contracts over and being very diligent about, you know, again, protecting your brand. Um, because at, at the end of the day, that's, that's that higher goal and that higher purpose. So knowing the timing of which you're going to start that outreach, knowing again, hiring, hiring is another key, key part of that, who you're going to bring onto your team to trust them, um, to see that vision through, um, to, to start the outreach. Do they have the right contacts? You know, can they make the right inroads? How can, you know, the company, um, help within their networks to, you know, bridge those gaps, um, to make sure you're making the right connections and talking to the right people. Um, so I think that's the, that's the advice I give is just be really diligent. Don't settle for, um, what traditionally is, you know, sometimes a one-sided agreement. Um, because again, if, if there's 50 stores and you want to get into those 50 stores and that's the only guy that does that, that guy has a lot of power. And so I think like really realizing like that, that's not, you know, that, that landscape is changing. You know what I mean? That, that retail and brick and mortar is evolving just like direct to consumer is evolving. So don't get stuck in the mindset that you have to do it a certain way there's your way um, and, and, and navigate at the best that you can through, you know, again, thinking about your brand and what's best for you, hiring the right people and knowing when the timing is to start approaching those relationships that, that you can actually, you know, again, top down, fulfill what you're saying you're going to do for those retailers. Cause that's and big too. Is part of that timing, like retailers reaching out to you? Um, not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily. I mean, I'm, I, I couldn't speak for how it happened for us, but I don't think, you know, yeah. it, I was just shooting off the hip. Um, 
yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that that was, that had anything to do with it. You know what I mean? I, I think it was more where really where the business was um, and, and what the, what the future is for, for that brand. And only we, we knew that that timing that, you know, you could have said, well, why didn't you do that in 2017? Or why didn't you do that? in 2019 was just, was just the time. Um, it was apparent. Um, and guys. that was our inflection point. And that was our inflection point to say, Hey, there's something here. Let's go and do, let's go and do this. Let's put our resources behind this and, and do it right. Nice. And, and hopefully it, it kind of picks back up in, in the, in a, in short order here. Um, the retail side of things anyway. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit when we were talking earlier about the different variations of your product, the different, you know, G3 mm. and, and so on. I, I was really, uh, looking into that and noticing, um, just the amount of engineering that has gone into this product. It's, you know, mm. as an agency, we're always focused on angles. When, when we have a new client come on, we're, we're, you know, we always want to be testing the angles that, that make the product accessible to specific audiences and things like that. As someone who's developed, as a company that's developing such advanced engineered products, it must be interesting to be able to, you know, keep that constant feedback loop with your customers and actually not just build angles into how you market the product, but totally revamp the product at times in order, you know, based on customer feedback. And I imagine that something like that happened uh, with your, with your big push to make it a quieter device. Uh, was yeah, that something it, that came it, from customer feedback? Of course, yeah. uh, it, it all does. And, it, and that's like, again, our, our, our core, our, you know, core structure is customer experience. Um, and that's feedback and that's listening um, and not just listening, but then acting on it. Um, and I think, you know, again, at, as you look at the fourth generation, um, everything that Therabody, Theragun, um, TheraOne, everything's proprietary. There is, there is nothing off the shelf. These are all components that have been designed, um, that have been engineered. Um, the fourth generation has our proprietary brush lister that is completely made for us. We made a motor. Um, and that journey started a long time ago. That started probably in 2016 or 17. So before, you know, before we had even gotten to third generation, we were thinking about fourth generation. You know what I mean? And we might've been on generation one and had generation two coming out and been like, Hey, this is, but when you go through that type of product development, there's a lot of roadmaps in there and it takes a lot of time and there's a lot of trial and error. Um, and so that it's very fortunate. We take that uh, feedback and we incorporate it into those roadmaps to make sure that we're hitting on all cylinders that we're, building the best product that, that we possibly can and taking that feedback that we're getting from customers, the challenges, the pain points, the good, the bad, everything, and putting that into how, how can we make this better without compromising what makes us unique. And that's really what we've always held at the top is that the Theragun works because of the frequency, the power, and the, and the amplitude. Right. And it's the combination of those three things that make us unique than, than anyone else. Um, and that's where the science comes in um, and the research that goes into engineering and the professionals that we have on those teams, and the amazing minds that, that can, you know, conceptualize and build this and, and fit it into that. Um, at the end of the day, it goes back to that treatment. If that treatment isn't the same device to device, we've messed up. Um, and so keeping that consistency, making sure that it's hitting on all of those at the same time, that's the most important thing. Um, 
because the minute a customer has a bad experience, we've lost them forever. Um, so it, all of those things that we're talking about, customer feedback, how they're interacting with the product, how they're using it over time, at all dictates what our product roadmaps are, are going to be. Erica, how do you how do you how do you guys design that customer feedback loop? I mean, a lot of companies kind of just wait for it to come into them. A lot of companies will you know do something to ask for it. Um, you know, they'll ask only their only their top customers. You know, that kind of thing. How do you guys? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 everywhere and 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 that it's it's anything from um, the outreach that we do, market research that we do, uh, events that we attend, uh, comments that we get. Um, family members that, that use it, um, texts that we get, emails. I mean, it, it, it's really, it really is from everything that you could think of. You know what I mean? It's outbound and inbound. Um, I think there's so much training and education that goes on. We're on the ground a lot um, across the country with different verticals um, from gyms to hospitality to regular consumer, you know, fitness, um, health, wellness. I mean, it, it like, again, it, it goes back to everybody having, everybody having muscles, right? So there's all these different areas that we can collect that feedback from, or we can, we can initiate that feedback or we can ask and, you know, start that dialogue. Um, and we're very fortunate that we have those open channels, um, in all of them to, to get that feedback. So it is, it is truly everything. It's outbound and inbound. Let's dive a little bit into the marketing here. And, you know, you, you obviously, I, I took a look at your ad library. You guys are obviously uh, a very sophisticated Facebook marketer in terms of the multi different angles that you're testing for different parts of the funnel. That, that was sort of evident in looking at that. But like, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how your team sort of organizes its approach. Let's start maybe just within is it omni-channel, you know, do you think of your angles as an omni-channel thing? Do you build for Facebook and Instagram? Just talk a little bit about how you conceptualize uh, the, the DTC part of your marketing. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a, it's a collaborative effort, right? Like I said, there's all the different pods that, that contribute to that, whether it's, you know, key messaging, um, what particular, you know, angle so, as, as you take, I think important to us is, is it, it all goes back to education. How are we educating our, our customer on what we're about, you know, just fulfilling that why, like, why should this matter to me? And that comes from all the different teams. There's not, you know, there's not one that rises above is a collaborative effort to determine what those are. And once those are, those are our pillars, right? The tactics and omni-channel and where you go and buy and how you execute execute a said plan or messaging. I mean, those are, those are, those are just places to buy media. You can buy media anywhere. Um, and I think what we're really trying to do, make sure our customers understand the why, why are we different? How are we different? What makes it special? What makes it unique? Um, what are people saying about it? And so I think we take, you know, we take in all of that and then that's how we design our campaigns. Um, and, and that's what goes into it. So it's, Again, a collaborative effort, cross team um, to establish the talking points, to establish the, the angles, the pillars, what, um, what is special, um, what is our separator, you know, again, what's unique about us. Um, and, that, and, and that's kind of guided us in, in what there. I think 
anybody can get into a specifications war and anybody can get into a price war. Those are the easiest things to compete on. Those are the easiest things to, to point to. Um, really when you point to the things that separate you from, from everyone else. Um, and you know, if you just look at our product, look at the design of the product and then look at what's out there. I think that's a very telling example of, of exactly why we do things the way we do them um, is because, you know, we're, we're unique. There's only one. Um, and that's, I was looking, I was listening to this interview previously and it was even just something, uh, as you know, about your triangle shape, mm. uh, where, whereas pre cheaper devices or knockoffs or something like that might just be more like a hammer sort of thing with, with, with a, a stick and a, and a percussive device or whatever, but how that can be, you know, extremely detrimental to someone who has to use it, you know, professionally or someone who has to use it a lot, not having that ergonomic triangle design actually makes it a much less effective device over time. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the design of our product is, is, is the Theragun triangle and we've spent a lot of, you know, time research development, um, you know, protecting that, uh, patenting that, um, you know, that's, that's what makes us unique is everything is thought out in, in our product to provide, um, the treatment, you know, again, a consistent treatment, um, whether that's you treating yourself, whether that's a professional using it to treat you, um, things of that nature. Nice. Um, just, just quickly about, about marketing channels. Is there, uh, are there any particular marketing channels that you're, that you're more excited about or less excited about? Are there any that you're, that you're investing more heavily in, in 2020? <laughs> One second. Yeah. My, uh, my, little, my little ones are, my little ones are running around the house right now. That's funny. Sorry. No worries. Not oh, no worries <laughs> yeah. This is life. The new in, normal, in man. These, it, the new the new normal right Be, being interrupted and and doing that so totally. sorry uh sorry we got off track the, the question okay. was the question sorry. was just more specifically about about the the channels that you're sort of most interested in terms of direct to consumer mm. for 2020 yeah i think 2020 for us is is you know again being a digitally native uh company and and having digitally native practices i think that the interesting things for us are where do we expand and grow outside of that? And what, what are, what are those things? Are they old traditional DR tactics that, you know, that go and we explore um, that, you know, traditional marketing has been, been leveraging? Um, are they mass reach? Um, you know, are, do we go completely upper funnel and, and, you know, go big brand awareness? Um, I think those are very interesting questions for us at the moment um, into, you know, what is really the, going to be the best for, for Theragun. Um, is it, you know, again, is it aligning with more athletes? Is it, um, more on the ground support? You know, so I think those things, you know, more localized support. So I, I think those things are very interesting for us in, in 2020 is, is really where, where do we expand outside of the digital channels? Um, how do we support that and how do we do it in, in the, you know, in the Therabody Theragun way in the fashion? Um, what's really unique and interesting and very exciting in 2020, obviously, is that we've launched a, a CBD brand um, in Thera One, and so how do how do we incorporate a whole brand new product um, that fits into the family, and how do we explore not only existing channels that you know that are tried and true, direct to consumer and digital, and what we know for device, but what other channels are are open because we have a completely new product line. Um, that appeals to a different customer, you know what I mean? Um, so I think those, those things are, are very, very exciting for us at, at the moment. 
Very cool. And that speaks to your sort of rebrand that you've done from originally the Thera gun to Thera body. That's really opened up the door for yes. Thera one and other products as well, or are you really focused on sort of the Thera gun products and the Thera one? <laughs> uh, I think you'll always see us, you know, research and development, right? We're always yeah. looking for a complimentary thing. So uh, that never stops. Um, you know, when you have such a talented team um, and just this goal and mission to provide holistic healing, all natural and those type of things there, I don't think that stops what they are. I, I couldn't tell you, but I know that, that we're always going to be looking for complimentary things to, to, to bring into the family. Um, and Thera one is that first step. And, and you alluded to it first. It's like Theragun has an amazing brand name and an amazing recognition. And, and it is because of Dr. Jason and what he's built and, how we've marketed the product and how we've spoken and kept customers first. But really, you know, to, to be that tech wellness company, to move into, you know, a, that space, um, that reband hat, you know, was, was very important um, because it does open, open up the ability for us to be like, this isn't just what we do. We're going to do a lot of other things. Um, so that's exciting. That's fun. Um, you know, being part of that journey and very fortunate. Um, so I think I'm just excited as everyone else to, to see where, where that takes us. But for right now, you know, it, it, it's Thera Gun and Thera One. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. There's so many more idea. puns you can explore. I got an idea for you. <laughs> Red light therapy, Thera Gun site. <laughs> a laser yeah per, per, perhaps uh, um, uh, quick question just just a, a little derivation here uh, to, to move into CBD I was doing it you know before I was uh, I had joined pilot house I was doing CBD marketing it's a really challenging space have you is, is I know that um, Facebook and some of these other platforms have, have loosened the reins on uh, topical applications of CBD but do, do you have any uh, any high-level insights into what it's been like marketing CBD on these major platforms yeah, you, you know, you hit on it. There is a lot of uh, ambiguity in in regulatory, you know, bodies in determining what can and can't happen, um, and that trickles down into what I kind of claim coin this the the big three. You know, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, and Google, what are they doing? How are they tackling these issues? What are their stances? Two of them are very black and white. Um, can't do it. Um, and one of them has, you know, been a little bit more, you know, have, have a little bit more guidelines. So, which is great. And, and I think, again, for uh, CBD brands that have little to zero THC in them, um, you know, it, it, it really, you know, we're not trying to have them dictate policy or anything. But, um, again, uh, the nature of the product and what it is, there's a lot of, again, the education around um, those type of points we're hoping in the future um, become that, you know, th this is a product that, that people need that, that can be advertised. Um, so we're hoping that those reins keep being, you know, loosened. Uh, but that doesn't stop us from thinking uh, inside the box and outside the box. So whether that's those specific channels or finding new channels, um, it, it is a challenge. But, you know, again, it, it, it is just a problem to be solved um, because there are so many avenues for us as marketers to uh, do that type of outreach to test media, to test, you know, media that you wouldn't have tested for one product or another or one reason or another. Now 
um, those are open and viable and, and something to, to look into. So, so that's exciting um, because we're always looking to expand that experience, right? To, to find that, find that new, that, that new tactic that, that actually, that actually works um, and to continue to do it and advocate for it. Is there a one going to be a subscription product? Uh, you know, that's, that's a great question right now. It's, it's, uh, you know, just point of sale, same, same thing. Um, I think, you know, we're always looking at all options, uh, being on the table. I, I don't quite, you know, if that is, or is not, I think for right now it's, you know, it is following the same model as, as they gun. Um, but yeah, I think with any, you know, uh, consumable, um, it, it, it does make sense to, to think about those type of things. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I don't know. Cool. Uh, well, I wish you the absolute best uh, on this journey to help heal the world. Obviously, CBD is another one of those things that just can lead to that holistic sort of equilibrium that you're looking for in health, the sort of supporting of the immune system, supporting of your body's own natural functions. Uh, and so it's, it's a really interesting pivot for, for a company like yours to take on. You know, my, my advice in, in what you're doing, like you just, you're, you're so gifted at content as a company because you come from such a truthful place and such a, your story and your, and your product are so amazing. You're, you, you know, you're, you guys have become so good at telling the story around your products. I think it's just, I think it's really diving into that content. What, one of the things we specialize in as an agency is really focusing on uh, pre-sale content essentially. So, so different experiences, different pages, even sometimes different sub brands, uh, content brands that are built to support uh, the main brand there. And I think there are so many amazing stories that you can tell with that content that you're already telling. It's just a matter of kind of continually engaging people about that stuff that matters. Yeah. You know, it's the natural evolution, right? And and in, in a lot of cases, um, especially Thera one and Thera gun, they, they make a lot of sense, right? You know, they're, they're, they're all natural. You're healing your body yourself. You're getting back into balance, you know, whether that's balancing your muscles with a, with a percussive therapy device and, and, and helping your, you know, your nervous system kind of rewire itself to pay attention to muscles, right? Which is really what Theragun does. And then you have Thera one, which, you know, again, the, you know, the endocannabinol systems that we have in our bodies, you know, have, have, have been sorely lacking. And so, you know, to now balance your body with CBD products um, and, and trust and have the trust and um, transparency is, is really big. And I think that, you know, again, it kind of goes back to uh, that, that nature of what Theragun and what we've put together in owning that entire process, you know what I mean? Start to finish and building something that, you know, we believe in, we use, um, and, and that it's, that it's out there, that that information is there. You want to know everything about it. Here it is. You know what I mean? There's no hiding in the shadows. There's, here's what the product is. Here's how it can benefit you. Here's what it helps with. Um, so I think those things tie in very well together. Now they're great on their own, but they're that much better together. And so I think those are some of the synergies that we're really looking, looking to push is that yes, they, they can be amazing products on their own. And, and whether it's your use case or someone else's use case, they can use both different products, but you know, in harmony together, that's really where that balance comes from. So, um, that's really what, you know, we're all about is, is, you know, making sure that that fits into kind of like our core ethos of what we do. Um, and that those, you know, products can work in harmony or, or on their own too. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the hot seat today. I think we learned a lot. You know, you're, you're one of the larger companies that, that we've had on, on the cast. And, you know, we, we've dealt with where, you know, sometimes we're dealing with, with more tactical considerations, frontline considerations of, of, you know, ad structures and things like this. But it's very mm-hmm. interesting to hear uh, how an organization at your size, at your scale, kind of thinks about things at a high level. So it's been super interesting for me. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. No, guys, thank you so much for uh, having me on on, on uh, the show today. Awesome. Okay, well, keep it real. Stay safe uh, in California, there in LA. Yeah. And uh, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you soon. See you. See you sometime when the world gets together. Thanks. There so we much. go. All right. Stay in touch, guys. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, sir. Bye.